thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you've tuned to the guard frequency because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 237 of the best damn space sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, November 9th and made available for download on Tuesday, November 13th, 2018 over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Jeff. I'm Henry. And I'm Tony. And Henry's going to stream another stream because the last stream's over. Right, Jeff? That's right, Tony. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com slash GuardFreak. Your feedback's an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, you should come join us at about 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over at twitch.tv forward slash Guard Freak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping's done, so let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week, Jeff? In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Star Citizen and Elite Dangerous and Descent. Just Descent. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. Then, Commander Kinetic Impulsor is jumping off the track and shoving it into overdrive as he covers the single-launched fighters in Nuggets for Nuggets. And after that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, the quest for the garbage chute. And finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Frontier Development hosted its fourth and final livestream reveal of the upcoming features in Chapter 4 of the Beyond series, covering the new ships, the Crate Phantom and the Mamba Number 5. Sounds like a cha-cha. Also, some more beta talk. CIG released Alpha 3.3.0 to live server, and the clock is ticking for releasing 3.3.5 to the PTU. And Descent Underground is nearly risen from the grave, so it's just called Descent now. And it's almost tantalizingly close to release date, Wingman swears. What do we want to cover first? Because there is a correction on what Henry said. There's a correction on the uh, release date for the PTU? No, or no, for no, the, no. Uh, I'm sorry, I read, it, I, said it, I read it wrong. I read it wrong. There's a correction Who, on what wrong, Jeff, Jeff said. There was no correction on what I yeah. said. That's the correction. That's right. 
That's right. right. There, there's there's now two corrections. Whatever whatever somebody else got wrong, plus the correction to Jeff's correction. I know how okay. to fix it all. You just say, Mikey, wipe that out. <laughs> that <laughs> no, fix it all at kidding? once. Are you kidding? This is such good radio. This is such good radio. Why would we do that? So, Jeff, who's wrong? No, nobody. Nobody's wrong. Probably me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so if somebody, because yeah, if we if we're wrong, we want to fix it. But I think all this is right because the first thing, the frontier stuff, I watched that for a fact. I know. No. I watched that too. I did watch that. Okay, too. The second thing, uh, I saw that from Kin Shadow. He told me it was true, and I believe everything Kin Shadow says always. Guy who parves pumpkin like that doesn't lie. I also no. got the email uh, much earlier today, and so I knew that it was dropping. And I didn't okay. know if 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 it was soon to be released or released. I it was well. So yes, Brian said so. Yes, Brian said so. So we're going with it, no matter what. So Brian said so. And then the third thing, I got an email from Wingman that told me all this stuff, and so I believe that too. So I think it's all correct, and we can start wherever we want to. So uh, you know, we can go in order. We can we can start in reverse order. We can go in the can middle. Can we talk about how cool the Mamba is? We could talk about how cool the Mamba is. That um, looks cool. It is it Mamba is pretty sleek. Cool. And they did the whole car commercial thing. Yeah, they did. Which which is kind of an overworked trope for a little for me a little bit. However, this one was done really well. It was, you know, they it, they they had the whole anticipation thing, the slow reveal, the lights coming on, and you know, they cut they it's it's like they're like, hang on, guys. We all do the car reveal thing. Let us show you how it's done. Because, <laughs> and, and, and I and I, I watched it two or three times just because I liked it so much. And then I figured out why. It was the music. It was the sound. I mean, once again, once again, the guys that do the sound over at Frontier just continually boggle my mind. It was fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to play with it. Yeah. Well, it, it just their their sound people are just. I, I can't I, I can't fathom uh, what they do. It's so it's so good. You were loving the sound. I was fixated on the cockpit and the canopy. I'm excited to be able to like look around and see behind me. You know, it's more of a, get- a jet fighter because in in VR I'll turn around and I'll see right behind me unless I have the main gun deployed, which will probably yeah. be in the way. But um, but yeah, that'll just be great for just kind of looking around when I'm flying around a landscape. That's going to be really. Are cool. you sure you'll be able to look behind you? I think it so. It, it's a, it's raised so? the whole. I mean, I haven't tried it obviously, but yeah, the, it's, it's a yet. bubble kind of on top. So you should definitely be able to see more behind you than you can in anything else. I want to I want to curb your enthusiasm just a bit on that because it seems to me that I don't I don't know if the the cockpit does raise up above the profile line. It does, but I don't know if the seat is high enough up that you'll actually be able to see behind you. I think you get a better look than most other ships, but maybe not directly 180 degrees behind. Here's the thing. It doesn't, it might not seem like it, but that, that seat is really tiny in that big bubble. So that bubble is a huge room. It's not just like a fighter cockpit yeah, canopy. It it's massive. Yeah. So you're sitting yeah. in the middle of a big bubble. Yeah, it was pretty massive. The one thing that, the one thing that got me out of the commercial though, was that they related, or at least in the live stream, they related it to the A-10. And I'm going, dude, this No, is, yeah, yeah. That was no. That was no. That I mean no. the the A10 is a slow ground support uh um tank. Tank. Exactly. It's a literal flying tank. And, and yeah. I just I just threw me I'm going, you don't know your airplanes, do you? <laughs> I, I mean, I get why he wanted to call it that because it's two big engines and one big gun, but everything's out of whack. It's yeah. it, this is not an it's not an A10. I saw a wing I did too. From Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an A wing from Star Wars. Bubble canopy on top. Sleek. 
low profile, that kind of stuff. It has the double pokey-outy things in the front, which I'm kind of tired of. I've never liked those things. I didn't like them on the Cylon Raider and Gobastor yeah, Galactica. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like them on the... Yeah, uh, the forward swept. Yeah, th- there was a there was, I, I, there was there was some alien ship in Star Citizen I went off on a Terran for the same reason. I'm not a huge fan of it on the Crate uh, Mark II, and of course the Crate Phantom's coming. It just it blocks your view. I mean, it, 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 obstructs, it obstructs your view of stuff. Um, I don't mind it so much on the Crate Phantom because they're it's up, you know, it's up and over, uh, and, and it's, it's out of your way for the most and part. And you can see your awesome guns when you deploy them, and in your that. awesome oh, guns so kind awesome. of come out of them. That <laughs> I think the fact that the guns drop out of them, okay, I'm gonna let that that's, go. That's, that's, that's why good that's there. That's there's a design yeah. choice for that. There's a reason for yeah. that. There's not really one for a reason for it on the Mamba though. I get it. No, there's not. Other than it, it you know, it kind of looks cool, but it. it, it, it I, I let the crate go for for Henry's reasoning, but uh, but the mama it just looks very cool. Although it did have a bit of a heat problem. Yeah, but that's I mean, you know they're gonna fix that. He, he said, said they're, they're gonna, gonna look, look into that. it. Yeah. I mean, he was just but trying think, to fly around, and he's like heat warnings, and he's not really doing much. <laughs> I was like, man, this right, thing's he was, just gonna melt. It's yeah, crazy. he was uh, he was he was flying combat and shooting. Granted, it was a huge beam laser, and those things do give off lots of heat. And I think it was engineered too, so it might give off even more. But yeah, he was like at two hundred percent heat, just uh, fighting a one-on-one combat. That's yeah, it needs needs a pass. That needs a pass. Uh, but, uh, but the ship looked great. They had looked like fun playing it. The crate Phantom Meh. looks like the regular one. They cut some stuff off of it, make it look a little sleeker. Uh, there's no ship fighter in it anymore. Um, but everything else is the same except oh, they're missing a hard point. Missing a hard yeah. point. And and that yeah. that's what I don't get. What's its role exactly? Because the the crate Mark II is my exploration ship now. I love this thing. What is mm-hmm. the crate Phantom supposed to do for me? It's not more combat, right? It's faster. It's faster and lighter. It's well, more I, of a runner. Can I go back to the Bomba for a second? Oh sure, man. Yeah. What exactly is this ship for? I think it's to like compete with the Fertilance and be yeah. fast. Um, it's got kind of the similar hard points. I don't know how it'll stack up. Uh, hull wise or shield wise because I haven't looked that much into it I just know that it's pretty that's why I flew the Fertilance in the first place it was a pretty ship and that mm-hmm. turned into my favorite combat ship I could I've got I've got an anaconda I've got bigger ships better ships I still love my Fertilance for fighting when I was watching the reveal he was talking about this being a racer but they don't have any real racing series in the game yet and I'm thinking they got like Buckyball and stuff yeah the Buckyball guys Alec Turner's gonna have words with you sir He's going to write us a letter. He's like, hey, right. tell us you're... about... Or, yeah, yeah, he remembers now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what I was hoping to, that, you know, what was coming out of this is more more racing fu- uh, features, like uh, the, the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs or... Or something like that, you know, and you know that kind of. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Again, I don't think Elite is going to do anything like that with the ship roles or with like official content. I'm, that's not their thing. They're a sandbox. I mean, that's the, that's kind of their design philosophy. Is that we're going to give you the we're going to give you the tools. You do whatever you want to with them, and look to see what happens. Um, I, I think you know the the few, that's how the fuel rats came about. That's how the buckyball races kind of uh, came about. It's nothing official. This ship might be a good canyon runner, and they tried to do a canyon run until Ed Lewis turned it into a one-on-one combat, which was much more hilarious. Um, but uh, you can do a canyon run in any ship. Uh, and I think with both the Mamba and the Crate Phantom, it's whatever role you want to do with them. It's just it's going to be a little better maybe at some things than others. 
I think the Phantom is going to be, it might be a more effective multi-roll because it'll be lighter and faster. So you'll get a little better jump range, so it might be a better explorer than the Crate Mark II. But it also uh, gives up a large hard point and the single launch fighter, so it's not going to be as effective in combat. So it might it might skew towards a more uh, non-combat type role. I'm interested if it lives up to its phantom name and is better at heat management than, say, the Mamba, <laughs> for example. Especially because they've ruined stealth with night vision. So I'm wondering what they do with that. Um, I'm wondering why they call it the Phantom and if that if that's going to play into it at all. But other than that, the, nothing new in the beta other than the new ships, uh, new ship reveal. They're not out yet. You'll probably get them sometime uh, around when the show drops on Tuesday because uh, they're doing kind of midweek uh, updates for that. But other than that, um, we we before the show we kind of messed with the squadrons feature. Uh, did anybody do any mining? I tried some mining. I barely got equipped for mining, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back out and play with this uh, space golf some more until I'm really good at it. Did you get good? Yeah, I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. I'm not just firing a ton of probes and you know waiting for them. But I don't, I don't think there's any real reason to get better. You can just fire a ton of probes, and they just pepper the area, and it works. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like they're going to have to nerf the infinite probes. It even says there's an indicator on the screen that shows number of probes, and it shows infinite. And I can't imagine that indicator is going to stay infinite. And I think they're going to change that. And it says I, uh, there's an efficiency yeah. target of like six yeah. or something like that on some of these planets. Mm-hmm. And yeah. wh- how does how does the efficiency target affect you in any way? Does it change your score if you hit? Yeah, it? It, you, yeah, you get a bonus to the uh, exploration credits. That's good. You get extra money or something. That's like cool. That. Yeah, because so. my first couple, I was just like nailing it. Like here's just rapid fire probes, and you right. know, and it was uh, yeah. it was just clearing planets really fast but the smaller planets require fewer probes the bigger ones you need more of them and they, you know, that target adjusts appropriately um but yeah it's it's you know you're playing against yourself you know you're you're, tra- you're bettering yourself uh you know and you get more payouts if you if you hit that target but i agree they really do need to they need to look at nerfing that someday yeah uh, you know uh to because it doesn't it doesn't make sense in fiction and it doesn't make sense for gameplay purposes to just give you infinite shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, but I mean, it doesn't need to be a small number. It probably should be a big number, but uh, it needs to be some sort of, limit, it should be so. a big number. Um, or it yeah. should be a probe that you can recall or retrieve or something. It, like we were talking about last yeah. week. Yeah. That would be yeah. cool. So, well, uh, they'll, they'll figure it out. Cray Phantom's new, uh, engine looks awesome, by the way. <laughs> Forgot to it mention does. that. Does I, that not look cool? That's great. It's the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It reminds me of Millennium Falcon quite a bit. I really like that. I wish that was on my uh, exploration crate, but I'm not getting on their design. I, I understand the whole elite universe and the design craze, and you know, especially some of the ships that are coming out of there. But the damn thing looks like a uh, like a German uh, flying freaking wing from the yeah. from from yeah. the from the end of the war there in the World War II. They mm-hmm. had that big flying wing thing. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, I dig it though. Personal taste. Okay. Yeah, it, it's yeah, but it. Uh, I, I think I, I think I like the lines on that one better than the the Mark II. It's a good looking uh, ship. Don't get me wrong. I, I it's a good looking ship, and I think I'll put one in my stable. But uh, you know, it's just I don't know. I like. You've seen it before. I like the I like the the cutter line myself. I'm, I'm I was hoping they'd bring oh, out. Well, I like nice ships that aren't ugly. Also, but my crate is my ship. <laughs> actually, actually, I'd like to go back to that for just a second. I think the Mamba should be a Gudamaya ship, yeah, not a Zorgon yeah, Peterson yeah, ship. Yeah. 
because that's that's more along. It doesn't have the pods extended, you know. It doesn't have the the nacelles on the side, but the lines of it, I think, is definitely more of a Gudamaya thing. And here's the other thing I don't like about it being a Zorgon Peterson: the FDL is a Zorgon Peterson ship, I think, and the Mamba is supposed to be a Zorgon, uh, a kind of a equivalent replacement competitor to that. Why would a company build a ship that's going to cannibalize sales from its other headline ship? True bad idea. That makes sense to True. me. True. That's a good point. Yeah. Unless they're retiring so they the FDL line. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, that would make sense. Which they're not. Yeah. So I think I think in, I think in fiction wise that was probably a, give it give give it to Saud Kruger, give it to Gudamaya, give it to one of the other fancy schmancy lines. Well, we I think we can move on from there. There wasn't too much else going on in the beta this week other than our experimentations. Uh, I did try the well. One last thing. I did try the mining. I found it not extremely intuitive, but then. There was a uh, forum post that went up that kind of gave some better instructions on how that all, it was all supposed to work. Um, so I'll have to go back and give it another shot. But uh, my son was shoulder, sh- shoulder surfing me as I was trying. He's like, no, aim there. No, you got to get in front of the rotation. No, you got to follow it like that. Why don't you have it on the center line? I'm in my type 10. No guns are on the center mm-hmm. line. We should go back and put them on the center line. I'm like, all right. So. I did try scanning for things and checking out scanning rings and scanning individual rocks, but I didn't get to actually mm-hmm. blow anything up. I just wasn't successful with it because um, yeah. I, I went back and like was playing with equipment and I just wasn't getting it. So you kind of had the same trouble I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I, I think some tutorial, uh, some some work with tutorials was going to be needed. Hopefully, and obviously the elite community is great for this stuff. There'll be eighteen different mining tutorial videos out there before too long. So I was really thankful there was a tutorial in the in the game in the game in the system for exploration. Now there is a help. Mm. You can actually press a button and get help in elite. It tells you how to do something. It's amazing the technology. In the year thirty three oh four, is just blowing me out of the <laughs> friggin' water here. Like they've they've discovered the help file. It's amazing. Whoa, dude! Your your art the 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 quasi artificial intelligence on your computer on your ship will know when you're having trouble. Yeah. It seems like you're trying to mine. Would you like some help with that? Yeah, thanks, Clippy. Clippy, Clippy, the mining help system. <laughs> it appears you're trying to blow up an asteroid. Would you like to know more? Uh, I wish it was Clippy. That'd be the best. Yeah, it needs to be Clippy. That'd be the yeah, best. Well, well, maybe, we, maybe we need another new character. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the CIG. Uh, like breaking news. Just heard it from Kim Shadow. Kim Shadow. So if it's wrong, it's still my fault. It, it's not wrong. I'm the I just producer. updated PTU to three point three. Okay. So I just it just completed and and we're all good. But it shouldn't be PTU. It should be live. That's what I mean. Three point three should be okay. All yeah. right, yeah, it's off the PT. Sorry, no, I meant live. I, okay, yeah. So, uh, but but now that uh, so that's out. So all the bug fixes and things like that that they've been working on for three point three should be on the live server now. Now the big challenge is in the next six days or so uh, from the day of the recording, uh, the next uh, two or three days uh, from the date of the uh, show's release, they need to drop three point three point five. Uh, to the PTU to meet their quote mid quarter four uh, deadline to get that out there. So um, and, and I think they will see and a I, roadmap up. And I found a fix for my bug, by the way. So I just you got a fix for your bug. Your yeah, UI interface your, uh, issue. Your UI. Thing? Yeah, my UI interface issue. So apparently, uh, in, in in the live version, I, I have a track IR. So on the live version, when mm-hmm. I'm not when I'm not wearing my uh, little sensor or thing. Track IR doesn't take doesn't come on, 
and my view is, is, is kind of centered and, and such, and it works just fine. However, what, uh, in 3.3, that wasn't the case. So the track IR was coming on and then re and, and just going to the far right or the far left or whatever. Uh, so once I figured that, now I have to disable the sensor when starting the game um, to make sure that my view can, remains consistent. So you're not able to use it at all? No, I can use it. I can. You just have to I, turn it off, start, and then turn it on. No, I, I if I if I start it and I'm wearing the sensor and I'm centered up, then it works. Oh, okay, that's good. Uh, but um, before it would ignore the fact that whether it was because uh, uh, track IR runs always in the background, mm -hmm. but it, it's game detected, and so either either the track IR hadn't been updated with the new code for three point three yet. Uh, or uh, the new 3.3 stuff didn't track track IR um, as being on or off or, or whatever. It just was seeing the input and going, oh, you're skewed all the way to the left, and so we're going to... So anyway, I fixed it. And that's cool, though, that when you were talking about it before, I think Kinshadow was trying to help you. Nobody was even sure your issue was a centering issue, but you were right on. Yeah. You had that right. Yeah. It was a centering issue. So I I, uh, I just I found the uh, the post for the roadmap update. Uh, they've moved a lot of things around. Uh, apparently, one of the things they moved around was they removed performance optimization from 3.3.0. So that's why they were able to release it to live because they decided that was going to get bumped to 3.3.5. So any optimization that they're going to do got pulled from that and move to 3.3.5. Uh, so what they've added to the list of things to do for, for the, the dot dot patch, the point five is OCS code conversion and background spawning and then the performance optimization. They also moved some moved some armor. So, so uh, uh, in-game ground asset uh, got moved as well. So that, that kind of explains why they were able to release 3.3.0 to live because they moved stuff around. Uh, so and and 3.3.5 looks like it it, uh, it it it's got more more to go. So it seems unlikely that they're going to be able to do all those things in a week. So we're probably they're you know mid mid Q4 is a nebulous target. So if they get it in the month of November, I suppose we could call that mid Q4. So when's the game coming yeah, out? The roadmap does not reach that far. Really? It's it doesn't go out quite that far now. It stops a little. You'll keep now. us posted. I'll let you know. Let you know. Let you know what comes across my radar. Awesome on that one. On that deal. Yeah, sure will. But uh, but that but uh, three that, that's in live now. So they're apparently happy with the progress. Well, you notice that we're skipping three point three point four and point three and point two and point one. So we're just jumping right all past that. That's, well, they've been re uh, releasing iterations of the three point three point whatever to the PTU for some time now. I've been getting almost every other day updates and stuff and so yeah. they they increment that whatever up to yeah they what, they've been doing those with teeny letters though yeah it, it is like point zero a point zero q point zero z and i think they're up to like point zero a b or something at some point they, you know, they ran out of letters in the alphabet so are you are you even updating and playing at all me yeah no 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 I'm just I'm just the commentator, man. Okay, just comment. I'm just commentating. How, how can you commentate if you're not com even playing playing the game, man? Come on. Because I'm commentating on the development process. Uh huh. 
Other people, if you if, if, have you played? Are you? Are, I you're play playing obviously. all the time. Yeah. All right. So going good. Yep. That's how I fix my okay. bugs and work through the issues and and you know okay. see how things are going. Anything? Anything? Anything to report? I'm going to need a well, new your bug, computer. Your bug got fixed. <laughs> you need a new computer. <laughs> Performance optimizations are coming, man. Uh, I tell you, they're, they're coming. Uh, they, I, they said that they're I got to get me one of them thread rippers. Let me give you some advice, Jeff. Don't buy a computer spec'd out for Star Citizen, for Star Citizen, because I did when the requirements were released first. Released. Oh, I, I don't spec out. And it I spec- sucks, man. It sucks <laughs> I, I, to, to bury that computer, and it's not even out yet. I spec, <laughs> I spec to my needs. I, I you know every every three to five years I build a high end uh, gaming computer and, and I spec it out to the my needs, not not a particular game. All right. So uh, unless anybody has anything else on the Star Citizen, we should really get into talking about Descent, which is no longer underground. It's above ground. Well, nearly above ground now. Uh, it's almost there, uh, according to Wingman. Uh, Quote, we wanted to start letting you folks in some of the fun and cool stuff that is in the game, which you will be enjoying very soon. There's not even a TM on that. It's just very soon. So it's like general very soon, which, you know, I think raises expectations that it's the actual usage of the word soon, not the game production use of the word soon. (laughs) So, you know, I I expect that it could be soon. that it could be soon, like <laughs> very, very soon. He said, he said very soon. But I, 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 I'm guessing that they want this out uh, before Christmas. This, they definitely want this to be something for a, a you know a holiday type uh, release. So I would anticipate that if it wasn't out for Black Friday, I'd be kind of surprised. Hmm. Uh, that's that, really that soon, though. Black Friday, that's yeah. really soon. He see, he said very soon without a TM. Well, that's that's, that's really soon, not very soon. You think it's really soon? Not yeah. very soon? Oh, okay. Well, that, we'll, Christmas we'll have to see. Christmas kind of soon. Black Friday is really soon. December 15th is very soon. D- okay. All right. So Henry's Henry's going for very soon being 30 days. 30 days is what Henry's putting out at very soon. I just feel like Black Friday is sooner than, is, is faster than I would expect. Honestly. I just feel like uh, that's, that's I, what I have to agree with Henry on this. You think so? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We've got that. There's about a what two two week spread, three week spread between about three weeks. My definition yeah. of very soon. Yeah. My definition but, of very but, soon, and your guys' definition Henry's of very soon. But Henry's very astute in when it comes to gauging these kind of things. So I, I think that uh, yeah, he's spot on. It's true. I'll admit that that other that my anticipation for other games may have warped my gauges a little bit for my uh, for my estimation of delivery times. There might be <laughs> my my internal needles might be broken. That could be true. Uh, but but uh, so some of the things that they're saying right now uh, is that the uh, they're QAing the single player development right now, making sure that all the triggers go off on time, uh, making sure that the right uh, cutscenes play in on uh, at the right uh, moments, and they've got voiceover and sounds and all that kind of stuff too. They put a video out of a big fat rocket engine, so those environmental triggers are going to be a thing. It looks like. Looks like there's going to be dangers and uh, and traps uh, that you're going to have to navigate as part of these uh, missions, and uh, they don't talk about the multiplayer, but I'm assuming that's still a, a huge component of it. Uh, I'm more interested in the single player aspect of it anyway. I think a lot of the old school players will be. Yeah, I mean, it's multiplayer is just not my my thing typically. I play it a lot, but typically, but with Descent, I'm really looking forward to like feeling like it's like what 1997. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With awesome graphics, that's what what I'm looking forward to there. Well, and if in you know to 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 
borrow a, a, a paradigm from another game we cover, you know, I, I have a feeling that there's a nostalgia factor for folks our age, you know, uh, who remember the original Descent uh, and playing those on our little 486s and Pentium 1s um, uh, from back in the day. And I think that they're also trying to make sure they capture younger uh, players who are more into the first person shooter Twitch, you know, uh, things with their friends. Uh, giving them multiplayer maps to kill each other with or, or whatever. So I think they're trying to have it both ways, hooking people in for the nostalgia factor and maybe keeping them there uh, for, for playing with the multiplayer stuff and vice versa, hooking people with the multiplayer stuff and saying, hey, we got a first-person adventure too, uh, and have, have, them, have them spend, cheek, uh, spend cheeks and seats time that way too. I didn't see the video from the rocket. I saw a lot of stills from it um, and read some commentary, but I didn't get to see the video. Um, it's it's just a short clip. It's like more like a demo clip. I gotcha. Um, it's but it's embedded on the on the uh, on the page. If you're if you're in the Kickstarter, you got a Kickstarter notification uh, with all this stuff in it, and they kind of gave you a work in progress uh, sneak peek of the, the big fat rocket engine. I actually let me take a look at this real quick. I think this came from uh, from uh, Michael Morland's. Yeah, it's 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 posted to Michael Morland's YouTube page. So, uh, so good old, uh, good old Michael Moreland of uh, Galactic Inquiry, uh, Infamy. We'll call it Infamy. Uh, is uh, still working with the guys there, and he posted the uh, video there. So, shout out to Michael too, and Eric. Congratulations, guys. Hope hope this launch goes really well for you. And uh, we'll we'll when when it comes out, we'll definitely uh, take a look at it. I'll I'll play the campaign for sure because I'll get my nostalgia fixed that way. And uh, looking forward to it. And now that we're all caught up on Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening. From Galactic Public Radio on NC, I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Unusual developments in the investigation of compromised administrative robots. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Spencer. The Federal Security Service has abruptly terminated its investigation of the Mars Tribune. Despite reports that the FSS was already bringing in witnesses and victims for questioning, several sources confirmed to GPR that follow-up interviews and first contacts with new leads have been cancelled without warning. Following these developments, Lieutenant Inspector Ramesh Thorne, the lead investigator on the case, made an unusual statement to the media. Quote, We have evidence that the admin robots fitted with surveillance programs are connected to exclusive stories obtained by the the Mars Tribune. Since my superiors are unwilling to pursue this, I'm appealing to anyone with relevant information to come forward. I can guarantee them immunity from prosecution. End quote. Less than an hour after this statement, a spokesman for the FSS released another statement to the media. Quote, we have suspended Lieutenant Inspector Thorne from active duty effective immediately. His investigation is officially terminated. End quote. Neither the FSS nor Inspector Thorne responded to requests for further comment. Reactions to these developments were predictably mixed. The Tribune's owner, billionaire Kingsley Cordova, stated, quote, I'm pleased that our innocence has been accepted and I'm confident that the guilty parties will soon be found, end quote. While Chief Editor Lena Ravenhill of the Federal Times stated, quote, Last week, Cordova suggested the spy robots could share many secrets they've gathered, and suddenly, the FSS is ordered to leave the Mars Tribune alone. 
Does anyone really think this is coincidence? How many powerful people are frightened of what Cordova might reveal about them? End quote. Is this the beginning of a Federation-wide extortion campaign? Or has a loose cannon detective finally been contained? From Mars Orbit in the Soul System, for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. The fringe militant group Nova Imperium has begun an expensive propaganda campaign, broadcasting to Imperial citizens via public media. The organization's leader, calling himself the Imperator, warned that diplomatic and military ties to other powers was weakening Imperial defenses against the Thargoids. Responding via official Imperial military channels, Senator Denton Petraeus replied to the message directly, stating, quote, These extremists and their seditious agenda are not worthy of attention. So far we have been lenient with them, but this so-called Imperator will be wise not to test our patience any further, end quote. A large mercenary assault against Phoenix Base, the headquarters of engineer Ram Ta's Guardian Research, has been repelled by mean system authorities. Pursuit and rescue operations are underway now, with sizable bounties being offered for the destruction of fleeing mercenary ships and retrieval of escape pods from them. Security Chief Harper Vargas of the Mean Defense Force stated, quote, we need to recover as many surviving mercenaries as we can and interrogate them so we can find the real culprits. End quote. This attack follows the public rejection of an offer by the Sirius Corporation to assist with the commercialization and distribution of Guardian technology. Lee Young Ree, CEO of the Sirius Corporation, when asked for comments, stated, quote, I am relieved that the attack was foiled, but this only demonstrates how precarious Ramtaw's situation is. I urge him to accept my offer to work with the Sirius Corporation, not only for his own safety, but also to safeguard future Guardian human technologies, end quote. Finally, in local news, Guard Frequency Response won the snap elections in the NC system. Following the 2-to-1 margin of victory, Executive Director Theresa Vallis stated, quote, We are pleased with the good people of NC system continue to trust us with the administration and defense of their space-borne assets. We will not let you down, end quote. Following the official tally, GFR took control of the Morris Station in orbit of NC-3. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. As you are pilots, I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on ship-launched fighters and Elite Dangerous. We noticed some of you rooks having issues with this and decided to schedule some training. Ship-launched fighters are basically like having a free Class 4 weapon in your ship's belly and can be the difference between your future as a hairless primate flight suit filler and an uncollectible tax write-off at the local space pub. If you're here, then you like flying spaceships. And what can be better than flying a ship with another ship inside it? 
If that sounds as exciting to you as it does to me, Nuggets, then this is the lesson for you. Ship-launched fighters provide certain classes of vessels with built-in fighter escort, and I mean literally built-in, as your fighter bay will have one ship pre-built, but also contain the unassembled components of up to 15 additional fighters. And larger fighter bay modules will have a second fighter bay. After you install a module, you'll need to choose your fighter or fighters to stock in the bay or bays. Finally, you have to hire a pilot or recruit another commander to fly them. Let's break that down. First, you need a ship designed to carry the bay. Notice I didn't say big enough to carry a bay. Some large ships don't have the internal space or external structure necessary to accommodate the fighter bay and attendant subsystems. Like a door, big enough to launch though, we beasties. Here's a list of the ships that can load a fighter bay module presented in alphabetical order. Anaconda, Beluga, Corvette, Crusader, Cutter, Gunship, Keelback, Crate Mark II, Type 9, and Type 10. That's just over one quarter of the classes available on the civilian market. Uh, okay, I see some hands raised in protest. Yes, Rooks, the Corvette and the Cutter are technically quasi-military. Okay, okay, right, right, so is the gunship. And, and, anyway, my point is, Nuggets, the damn things are everywhere. And if you meet one of those ships on the dark side of a gas giant, be prepared for it to cough up a tiny pesky friend to shoot you. But if it's you flying one of these behemoths, then it's not enough just to go shopping for a module. You have to load the bay or bays in the module with fighter parts. There are seven fighters available for purchase. The Gudamaya GU-97 is fast but flimsy and is sold in Imperial Systems. The Core Dynamics F-63 Condor tries to strike a balance between dexterity and durability and is sold wherever the federal bureaucracy says so. The Falcon DeLacy Taipan is slow and strong and can be found in Alliance and select independent systems. It also comes in an anti-Xeno flavor, which is available wherever quality anti-Thargoid gear is sold. Aside from the anti-Xeno, or AX, variant, the three standard fighters can be loaded with your choice of several weapon configurations, but I like the fixed weapons on my fighters to counter those dirty, dirty chaffers. The other three variants are the XG-7 Trident, the XG-8 Javelin, and the XG-9 Lance. All three are Guardian-Human hybrid ships that must first be unlocked at the Guardian Tech Brokers. The good news is that once you've purchased your fighter blueprint and manufacturing license, any outfitter can restock your parts or swap configurations. And now, Nuggets, I sense that some of you are salivating at the opportunity to launch up to 30 fighter escorts out of your twin base i7 modules. <laughs> yeah, that's great, kid, but who's going to fly it? You? I'm sure you're not such a bad pilot yourself, but as a practical matter, and in accordance with strict union rules, you can't carry 30 pilots on your ship. So unless you're going to try to flout the galactic-wide ban on sentient machine pilots, which I will remind you is the one law each of the three superpowers actually agree on, then you're going to need to hire a pilot. Don't worry, they're relatively inexpensive to hire, and you can find pilots who are harmless all the way up to expert rated at most stations. You can hire up to three pilots at once, but be aware. Anytime you have a fighter module equipped, they're all on the payroll, even if they never launch, and they take a cut of anything you earn. And only one of them can have access to the telepresence suite, and that has to be authorized by Starport Services prior to departure. So that means only one fighter can leave the mothership at a time. Well, you can't have two out at a time if you have two bays, but at least one of those has to be a commander with his or her own ship, and that commander can't be aboard your ship. Now, that's not union rules, that's an insurance thing. See, for some reason, Remlock has a nearly 100% success rate for recovering commanders, passengers, and pilots in the crew lounge of the ship. But if a pilot is manning a telepresence suite or piloting a mothership, that rate drops to literally zero. I'm told 
top minds are working on the problem. Top minds. Okay, boys and girls, put that last sticker on your lunchbox and change it to your flight suits. Skids up in 10. See you in the deep black. Come on, mama's not going to save you today. Let's go. You want to fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. So, I think we should dump everything into the kiln and overload the heating element. What do you say? I just give him the thumbs up. All right, let's do it. Wait, team. Feel better already about this entire process. Good job. So uh, that's that's happening. That's happening there. All right. Uh, so we'll go back to Kin Shadow and his whole. He went. He he said, "Hey, everybody, how's how's things going?" And so we'll need we'll need a report from Adira and from. Henry it's going to take us a few minutes. We've got a lot of stuff to move. Our task was complete, right? Yeah, you guys are basically done, except for the sandwiches. Right. So we just need guys... to get sandwiches ready and get back up the hall, but it's Kinchetta's turn to move. My bad. Well, I'm asking, hey, what's your ETA? Hey, I gotta move this stuff to the kitchen. Can you guys get back in place so we can shuffle this stuff back to the kitchen? I can do that. I think let's... I need to stay here and monitor these I, people. I, I meant the guys who are supposed to be in a different place than where they are. You're supposed okay. to be there. We're hiding, trying to steal information while we're supposed to be watching the doors. Which, by the way, means nobody was watching the doors, so... Shiv and I should be very careful when we come back out. Excellent points. Don't give the DM any ideas. By the system that you're hacking, so let's let's cross our fingers. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, so Ken Shadow's calling for some help moving the boxes. Uh, Red and uh, Al, are you are you cool with that? You're gonna go help him out. Sure. Yep. Hey, All right, I so. also say uh, I also say, hey Adira, is there any way you can just blow this whole place up from the room you're in? I didn't bring any explosives with me. No, I mean, but you're... Somebody hoarded all the grenades. Well, you know, my opinion on that one. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> I want the grenade. No, you can't have it. I get the grenade. <laughs> and the big gun. But you are about to melt down a bunch of stuff. I think you're the only place that has a bunch of energy left to convey. I can so, probably reconfigure some of the stuff that she's typing in to heat it, overheat it even more. It sounds like an excellent idea. If we can bake all these guys in their rooms, the, the better. It sounds like a horrible murder because they'd probably all be okay once the drugs wore off. Should we I, just leave them to their own devices to come down and then no longer have more of the stuff that made them crazy? I have no problem with horrible murder. I do. We didn't want to nerd, make too. everyone from more of it. <laughs> I mean, they're all drug dealers, for God's sakes. The drug didn't make them drug dealers. No, the drug. We'll see. That's like a that's a property crime. You don't kill somebody for selling drugs, man. You lock them up and say, "Stop doing that." You don't kill somebody over there. They're the ones that are that are killing the young pilots and stuff. They were doing that before they took the drugs. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what these guys do. I haven't talked to them. I don't know their whole situation. I just don't think we should murder them all. If they were coming at us with guns, sure. But they're all locked away. If I could have nuked this place from orbit, I would. <laughs> Which is why Clev doesn't about, give you big weapons. He's exactly problem he's trying to avoid. How about compromise? The, the next best bet. How about compromise? I overheat it just enough to melt this room and possibly through the floor into the basement where we just were. That sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. And if you can vent the atmosphere, even better. <laughs> I don't pretend you didn't say that. Dying is fine with Kinchetta. 
All right, so uh, so that conversation happened. Adira is going to now plot a way to overheat the overheat. Let's say, uh, mm-hmm. so you're going to be paying more attention to what Chen's doing. Uh, okay, so Henry and or so uh, Ale and Red, I need you to roll stealth checks for me again because you're going to sneak back down the hallway. Sneaky sandwich. <laughs> Make sure you don't have man. I got a five. And trying to eat the sandwich with the visor down. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Now, all your perception checks are at a minus one because you're looking through mayonnaise. That, that uh, was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. So, but uh, but so I we, did keep some packets of mayo in my pocket just in case. Just in case, you got to be prepared. He's going to squirt it on him and go, "Oh no! Look what I did by accident!" Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> again. Uh, okay. <laughs> So, so uh, one success and one fail on this on the stealth. You hear down the hallway like the noise and the raucous uh, celebration activity, whatever. It quiets down for a minute. You hear somebody goes, "Shut up, shut up," and then it kind of picks back up again. So you uh, you kind of you, you get the feeling you kind of you kind of dodged a bullet there. Uh, so you get back down the hallway and you go into the storage room where Kin Shadow is and have a quick reunion. What do we do? Out of character, really quick. If you guys left some sandwiches in the hallway, I mean, I'm sure a bunch of tweakers they would go for those the fret first, you know, rather than attacking anybody else. But, but I didn't say that. Well. Yeah. So out of character, I'll remind you. Hopefully, the doors are all closed and the tweakers aren't going to get out. So, I'm, I'm just saying. Fingers crossed. I'm saying backup plans. If they're that tweaked out, we could just be like, guys, we got your sandwiches, and they'd be like, oh, let me <laughs> yeah. get your tip. Oh in. yeah. <laughs> Damn, it's supposed work. to bring us those like an hour ago, man. <sighs> All right. Okay, so uh, you're in the room. What are we doing here in the storage room? Is, is no, it's, here? Just, it's just red. Henry's supposed to be in the front of the other room. Just to be clear. Oh, so, okay, so Henry, Henry's post, uh, Henry, you posting back up or are you helping out yeah. in the storage room? I am posting where I'm supposed to be in front of okay. the door so when they come out, I look like I've been there. Okay, so, all right. So And my sandwich is finished. Whenever red tells me he's in place... I go open the door and I I, I, I usher him in. Hey man, help us carry these crates. Hey, here's your sandwich. And I hand Kinshadow's one. Well, that blows and... that we weren't there the whole time. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, like, man. Dan's like, Dan's like, hey, did you bring one for me? Oh yeah, it's right here. Oh, like, okay, good. That's fine. I didn't believe that standing guard thing for a second. I knew guys were going to make lunch. I knew that. <laughs> he's a cook. He knows. He's streetwise, man. He's You're streetwise. obviously on top of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, and his has a little bit of extra horseradish and some cayenne pepper on it, which he totally digs. Sounds like I'm You're really good at this. That's good. All right. All right. So, sandwich sandwich eating done. Red sizes up the boxes and goes. Yeah, we can we can do this. So uh, essentially, uh, the the boxes are such that one person can carry it with a little bit of trouble. Two people carry it really easily. Uh, so, is are these rooms close to each other? Yeah, it's it's uh well, actually, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I'll follow me for follow me neighbors, Mister Rogers neighborhood here. All right, so if you'll recall from the last time we were here together. Uh, you guys, this is the elevator down here. This is the kitchen. You guys went down this hallway to the storage room that basically takes up the whole backside of the building. And Adira and the lab people are here. 
So uh, let's see. So Ken Shadow is here with uh, Red and uh, Dan. Here's Dan. Okay. So you guys are all in here, and Adira is in the other room. She was... You're the gray, I think. Yeah, you're gray. With Clemens in the top hat, naturally. And uh, Dr. Chen. And Where Henry is, is posted up outside. Okay, so Henry's going to say he's come out. So he can help us as soon as he sees us come out. Okay. Hopefully right, he so, can do well. So you guys uh, each get... Oh, I may even have boxes. I think I have boxes, too. Just for just to, just to complete the effect. Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. A couple of great... A couple of these, these crates here. All right, so... We got a crate and another crate, and you guys are going to take those out into the hallway. The plan is you're going to uh, have Henry get on the other end of one of these boxes. Yeah. All right. So Dan and Dan and Red will take one. Ken Shadow and Henry they got on the other one, and you guys are going to make your way down the hallway. Now I, I want everybody to roll a stealth check this time, but everybody's going to take a minus one. Oh my god, a natural one again! All right, I'm not doing that. I've got six karma points left now. After I do stealth again. Very good. Nine. I, I rolled in it. I mean, I, sorry. My, I have an eight, so eight minus one, so seven. Seven, okay. And so the nine is an eight. And Justin got a four. And let's see what happens here. Oh, natural one. Okay, so uh, so we have we still have two successes and one fail. But one really bad fail. So uh, as you guys are shuffling down the hallway... Dan sort of trips over his own feet and the box goes crumbling to the floor. Because Ken Shadow had already opened it and sort of unlocked it, the latch didn't secure itself and hundreds of these blue packets just go everywhere on the floor. And the same scene kind of replays itself where you hear down the hallway, Shut up! Shut up! What was that? Shut up! Shut up! And everybody kind of holds their breath. I want everyone to roll another stealth check, but uh, you get a plus one this time because you're being very still. Roll an eight again. Nine, eight, eight, and a three. And see what happens to Dan. Another eight. Okay, so three successes and one fail. So once again, it goes quiet for a minute, but then it's back. It, the, the noise kind of picks back up to the level where it was. Seems like he got away with it. Uh, okay, so now what do you do? You got you, you got a floor covered with blue packets and envelopes. And then, but one box is uh, is still up and steady. And Henry and uh, how, mu- how much of the box is on the ground? <laughs> like, like at least percentage. half. At least half of the stuff. At least half of the stuff spilled out. And is this stuff going to the incinerator, or wh- wh- how are we getting rid of it? Yes, it's going to the kitchen, and we're going to incinerate in the kitchen. Okay. Yep. I, I, uh, well, was it uh, was that in character or out of character? Uh, our visors are down. Yeah, your visor. You can talk. Yeah, you can talk freely yeah. if you want to talk. Yeah. Either way, I just didn't remember where they were okay. going as a player. So. I think I would have communicated that to you when we got the box. Okay. okay. Let's just carry it, and then we'll come back and scoop up the rest. That's fine. Let's do it. Let's get right. as much as possible. Okay, buddy. What's on your mind? We're all friendly. So let's just be friendly. Some say he thought the workout would give him an amazing backside, but instead he got a Space Empire Builder from Paradox Plaza. But all he knows he's called the Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. I have no idea what that uh, okay, even means. Okay, I, I, I have I to... no idea. <laughs> Jeff, do you know how to decode that one? No, I have yeah. no clue. This one is completely beyond me. An amazing backside builder from Paradox Plaza. Yeah, this one I don't get. I'm sure Paradox Plaza has some reference to some old sci-fi movie that I'm 
pretty sure I've seen at some point, but the Space Empire Builder? Well, Stellaris has an update coming that, that we've been talking about, so... Oh, yeah. Maybe that, maybe maybe it's a Stellaris reference. I don't know. I give up, Shiv. This one, this one, you... Sometimes you annoy me. Sometimes you amaze me. This one, I'm just flummoxed. Just, just completely. But, but well, let's move on, Jeff. I'm not mad. Okay. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> so, a recap of last week's community question. Does night vision cripple stealth? Should pit stops be reserved for road trips, not spaceships? Ken from Shadow writes, I like the SC gas stations. As each is semi-unique... They have a good amount of character and are great opportunities to break up the systems and make routes through systems feel a bit different. I also seen the stops as great places for placing shady characters, quests, etc. in otherwise lawful systems. That said, I can see the number of stops required to potentially be problematic in some ships, but I'm hoping this gets better tuned as time goes on. For instance, my Cutlass has a much better range than my Buccaneer, which makes traveling around way less annoying in the Cutlass. But a cargo ship compared to a light fighter, that's kind of expected. Note, the QD range is different from the fuel range, and even getting to the truck stop is more frustrating in the light fighters. But both points drive home that carriers and support, e.g. the Starfarer, will be bigger deal in the Persistent Universe. Long-haul non-combat people will also have less to worry about, as a fleet of light fighters is unlikely to be in a long-distance trade route. Pirates will be incentivized to stay close to support and QD fuel sources, making their play more complex and requiring more coordination. I'm sure he's right. I'm just, I'm positive. Uh, no, I, I disagree. <laughs> what? No That's, way. Yeah. All right, fine. Here, so, so tell, so tell Ken from Shadow why he's wrong, and I will, I will tell. I'm not you. saying that he's wrong. I just uh -huh. said I disagree. Oh, okay. I, I okay. just I disagree that that we it is necessary to put these little to to shorten the range on these uh, spaceships and put these little pit stops along the way. It's like it's like putting two gallons of gas in my car and saying you can only drive twenty miles. Then you have to then you have to fuel up and then and then I saw you're about to say something, Tony, but this is exactly what it what they're saying to us. No, no, it, it seems more like you're you're comparing that uh, trip across town when you should be thinking of that as a trip across the country. You got to make some stops when you're going to well, drive all the way to California true. from Baltimore, but you don't need to make stops when you drive to 7-Eleven. That makes sense. But in space, I, we're talking about in in so in system travel. We're not talking about going from uh, here to Alpha Centauri, where I would expect probably that I would have to make, uh, you know. Yeah, there's 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 two things going on here. I think this this is a mechanic to make the universe artificially bigger. You know, if you want to compare Elite to Star Citizen, Elite's got the whole galaxy to work with. Star Citizen's going to have, fingers crossed, a hundred star systems. So in order to make the scale feel comparable, you know, feel big, they've got to introduce these artificial stops. Think of it like this. That's your car can drive 400 miles on a full tank of gas, but your bladder can only drive 100. And so you'll have to pull over onto the side of the rural highway and find yourself a nice bush and and take care of that business before you get back in your car. And That's what your suit systems are for, man. <laughs> so there's a P meter in Star Citizen now? That's, this is more I, I confusing think we should call than Shiv's joke. I think we should call it that. I think I think it's 
I think it's I think it's more along the lines of a P meter uh, because you know your 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 quantum drive has to tinkle every hundred thousand space astromiles. I think that whole analogy sucks, man. I love you and I respect you, but I think it sucks. <laughs> like, I don't I don't get what you're saying. I'm trying. I'm trying, Am man. I, wrong, I, I think the mechanic you is stupid. Yeah, I, I, you know because this is. I mean, that's what your suit take care takes care of. I mean, yeah, the the, the P meter. I I'm not buying it. No, I think I I think. When the game, I think when we get fully versed in the game and we're trying to get from here to there, I think the 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 um, the subject of these stops is going to become more pro- the the necessity of them is going to become more and more of a of a bitch for people. Um, it's fine now in the gameplay that we're you know we're building up the universe and we're testing systems, but I think if this is the route they're going to go, I think this is going to become a great big hassle. I think you're missing a point that you have so many places to go to, right, in a game. You have so many places you can go. This just adds more places you can go. Some of them are little gas stations, and it's just the way that these other places you'll be going to are connected. I'm not talking about the gas stations. We're not talking about that? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the stops that you have to make artificially. Oh, the uh, cooldowns? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sorry. Because, you, yeah, it's going to take me three P stops to get to the to the gas station. Yeah, those do feel artificial, and I think they're yeah. BS. Now I understand your whole analogy, yeah. and I apologize. What, I was, what you were saying <laughs> makes total sense now. It's okay. It's okay, because Werchel says, Ugh, I hate myself, but hashtag Tony is right. So Werchel is going for now. And he says it's a way of making space uh, big. Yeah, so it's... it's, the, it's I I think it's a, a little bit of artificial. Now, here's here's... Here's a way to fix it. Because we're about solutions here at Card Frequency, right? I mean, you know, we love the game we're building, so here's a way to fix it. Just take out the interdictors. Take out take out the whole quantum interdiction thing. Have people be able to follow ships as they drop on their cooldowns. Have let let pirates or or ne'er do wells or whatever lock on to some sort of signal or whatever, and when their ship drops for their cooldown, drop in on top of them. Because that way that you eliminate a programming hassle, an interdiction interface and a weapon or a mount or whatever the hell it is, you uh, uh, make the gameplay portion make sense. I'm going to drop in on them when they cool down. Yeah. And then number and then it, it provides an incentive, like Ken from Shadow is saying, for people to group up with a carrier, for people to hire escorts. For people to set. Wow. You know, okay. So we just you, fixed you expect it. people I just to have it. carriers. You're welcome. All kinds of carriers. Are there going to be no, carriers driving from, driving from uh, Osler to Daimar? Or, or I'm saying that's one way to fix it. There's multiple ways to fix this. You can wing up with your friends. You can do a carrier. You can wait till you can buy a quantum drive that only makes you do one P stop instead of three. This is a way to fix it. It's a way to make the mechanic make sense. You know, the way to fix it wise. is to take it out entirely. But they're not going to. I mean, this is one of the things. That ship has sailed. This is a design choice because, like Werchel said, it's a way to make space feel big. They need to make space feel big. And so they're going to have to introduce these these artificial Yeah, stops. but they don't have to do this to make space feel big. Yeah, they kind of do. They painted themselves into a corner when they when they designed the systems this way and, and all this other kind of – and the way that they've built the game up. But this is a way to escape the corner they've painted themselves into. Take out the interdiction mechanic and just have people drop in on the cooldowns. And yeah, that way the interdiction first... mechanic doesn't need to happen now. And it would just yeah. add to more times you're dropping out. Yep. I this... think it should just be gone. You're right. That's a good point. 
Yep. So love the game we're making. Hey, CIG, I know you don't listen to me all the time, you, but you eventually came around on the mini jump points. I'm hoping you eventually come around on this. What is your position there, Jeff? I was, I'm a little confused with what you're saying. You're saying um, they should have these but and they should keep interdiction also, or they shouldn't have these at all and keep interdiction. Here's what's going to happen. You know that your Gladius, for example, it, it, you're going to travel so far and boom, you have to drop out for a cooldown. Okay, so you sit there. And then you travel so far and you drop out for a cooldown. Okay, so you sit there until you cool down. You know, how long does that take before you get to the first truck stop? Or, for you know, to to where you... How, how many times is that going to take before you get to uh, a planet across... The next planet in the solar system? Yeah. You know, it just, it, it's a just... It's a frustrating mechanic to, to, to get people to go, you know what? I really don't want to spend my time traveling from point A to my first drop, my first cooldown, and then traveling to my second cooldown to traveling to my well, cooldown number six, or however many long it takes to where you're gonna go, you're gonna go. You know, I, I, it, it just it it's just it, people are just going. You know, I played these games. I I know that they're just going to get bored with it and just not tolerate. It. You're not wrong, but I think the I think the ship is stalled. I don't understand why they need it when they have gas stations. They're already artificially limiting how far you can go. I mean, what the hell, man? I don't either. But it's in. It's in. Uh, I, I think. I think the ship has sailed. Like I said, it's part of their design now. It's part of their gameplay design. But the only thing we can do now is is make a suggestion to them that fine, you've got this in there. It seems to be baked in. You've done all the back end stuff and the programming and the UI work or whatever to have these things, these elements in there. Great. Take that and yank this other thing that you don't have done yet. Just drop that completely. And, and, and is and the, is the point here that to know that when you travel that you're always going to be jumped by pirates? I mean, I thought the space lanes were supposed to be, you know, in, in UE space, were supposed to be fairly free of, of this kind of activity. And uh, you take that risk when you go out into, uh, you know, the Badlands. Yeah, I mean, you, that, I mean, again, that should be what happens most of the time. But they can't guarantee it's going to happen that way all the time, even in high security space. So, I mean, it's part of the gameplay that it's you, you could be jumped, but there are the communications buoys and UEE patrols and other stuff like that that's supposed to reduce the likelihood by increasing the consequences. So, it, you know, it, it's, it's supposed to work on it like an incentive factor if you're in high security space. It's painful to try to rip off a cargo ship. Uh, even if you do manage to get away with it, you're going to be tagged with a crime record. Uh, there's a chance that patrols are going to jump in and try to get you uh, and you know all that other stuff. So, like I said, it, it, it seems like it's baked in. I think it's kind of a dumb mechanic. I think it artificially creates distance in the universe that didn't need to be there. But I think we're stuck with it. This is just the way to fix it a little bit uh, and make it make more sense. Uh, from a gameplay perspective and from a lore perspective. And then we get uh, Amont from Yelado, which is probably not Amontillado. It's probably a different guy. Night vision cripples stealth in the same way that stealth measures cripple scanners. It's all about choices, preparation, and trade-offs. There have to be benefits and costs associated with each choice. Got to be done reasonably, as long as that's true. I'm all for another wrinkle in the gameplay. 
I like the idea that Q drives might require multiple spools to get your destination. There has to be differentiation between long and short range ships that's meaningful in order to get the variety I'm looking for. One way to do this is by the amount of fuel a ship carries. This can be a pretty heavy tool. If your ship doesn't meet the fuel requirements and there's nowhere to refuel along the way, you can't make the trip alone. With Q drives requiring a greater or fewer numbers of spools along the way, designers can be less heavy handed with giving an advantage to longer range ships. Shorter range ships can be given more fuel so they can reach more of the verse. The advantage of the longer ship range is now more often expressed through the number of spools it doesn't have to make. Additionally, being pulled out of Q drive to respool allows pilots to quickly reach non marked locations from which they can deviate off the common travel lines. I don't know that that's a guarantee on that last thing because we don't know how the hell they're going to do the off travel lane weird location stuff. I, I guess it wouldn't there. be so bad if your Q drive didn't need to be refueled. I, you know, it, there could be a trade off in the fact that you, this is a, you know, this is technology that's not requiring so much of your, your thruster fuel as that it, it just heats up and you can only go so far. It's got to cool down. Then you can respool spool and jump again. That way, the distance mechanic doesn't become such a burden on on the player to get from uh, to the next gas station, I guess. Or, as he said, not being able to reach it because you have a short-range fighter or something like that. If You, you know, here, here we are. We, go, we, wanna, we have to respond to a... Uh, immediately respond to a, uh, uh, a rescue. And we can't get there because I'm in the wrong ship. Well, by the time I go back to the base to get the right ship so that I can reach the destination that I'm going to, the mission is already the mission will probably already be played out or the uh, the object of our rescue is already gone. They have to be able to anticipate that thing and deal with it on the back end. I mean, presumably they have that design problem already worked out. Presumably. Uh you know, or that, or that's part of part of the gameplay is that you have to have a ship that can jump there fast enough. Uh, you know, so if you've got a retaliator with a long range and uh, a long cooldown, you know, distance, uh, you can take this uh, mission. But if you've got a short range Gladius, like you were saying earlier, you just can't do it. Again, it's it's all going to come down to how they design it and balance it. Uh, but they've, I think, they've made this choice, and they're probably going to stick with it. Oh, boy. What is tonight, anyway? <clears throat> Mike from Y. Night vision could potentially create a new countermeasure in the form of flares. Just as chaff mucks up gimbaled and tar- turreted weapons, flares could muck up someone's night using night vision. A bright flash of light would temporarily blind a pilot using night vision, not suggesting that the flash be so bright it blinds the player, but a graphical distortion to blind temporarily to blind temporarily blind the character would work. I think I one of those read... blinds is supposed to be off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A flare could also be used to light up the dark area when you want to use night vision, as well as a distress signal or a waypoint for a wing. I love that whole thing. The idea I of throwing a flare and blinding somebody so they have to shut off that night vision—that's great. Do you know why I like this so much? Because it's already there. When you dump a heat sink, we know it pops out of your ship. Mm-hmm. A thing that looks like a flare. So all they yeah, have to do yeah, if they made it, that like like leave a, a a scar on the screen that had to like be adjusted out. You or, know what I mean? Like it would you, leave a yeah, a like a, like a streak, flash, like a big and then that would fade real real slow. That would that be would freaking be cool. cool. And the way you get rid of it, you just turn off your night vision, and then yeah. your night vision goes on a thirty second cooldown or something like that, and you can't turn it back on. Or if you turn it back on, you still have that big 
flair or whatever. I love this idea. I love it, Mike from Y, who is definitely not Mikey, who is definitely not the audio editor. Nicely done. That's that's a fantastic idea. This needs to be done immediately. Frontier, if you're listening, you're welcome. We're about solutions here at Guard Frequency. Where from Chill writes, why are they all where from Chill? <laughs> because, where chill. Because, because Shiv knew that his, some say was terrible and he had to be funny some other way. So he's uh, well, making everybody job, from Shiv. someplace. Good job, Shiv. <laughs> where from Chill writes, Requiring multiple jumps to get places in Star Citizen is no big deal, though I do hope they use that as an opportunity to differentiate ships with different jump capabilities. However, artificially limiting the Valkyrie's ability to carry cargo is ridiculous and pointless. Anyone who says differently is an ignorant slut, and I'm looking at you, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) There are other and better ways to keep it from being overpowered compared to other cargo carriers, like cost of ownership, initial cost, insurance, component replacement, and upgrade cost, or performance, e.g. gas kilometerage and jump range. Any of those are better differentiators and would make more sense than the stupid cargo thing. I agree totally. Stupid I, cargo thing. That the, the the cargo thing is pretty stupid. And, yeah. You know, and all these people are liking these these little mini jumps between. Uh, you play the game for a month and you tell me you, you after after all these little mini jumps that that you're not just totally bored with it. Well, the first thing they got to do is they got to put in some more destination, put in some more destinations because right now they only have like four. So they'll need to add some more things in there to, to be able to test that mechanic. Um, and for the record, where from Joel, he and I had a, had a discussion on, on Discord about this. I never said I thought it wasn't a ridiculous and pointless idea, just that I wasn't mad about it. So I agree. The Valkyrie thing is a ridiculous and pointless distinction, but I just wasn't particularly upset about it. And the multiple jumps, going back to that, I just wanted to point out uh, Jason in the chat says, you might get ambushed as you run a cooldown. I think that's kind of their point, or there should be their point to get rid of interdictions. And he says, guess as uh, guard frequency, the org will need a gas supply team to keep the fleet moving. That's the other option. You don't have to stop at gas stations. Just carry the, you know, have a a fueler, have a tanker come with you. Oh, yeah, it could be a, it could be a Valkyrie. But oh no, it can't be a Valkyrie <laughs> because well, because you yeah. Jeff's not bitter. Car- yeah, Jeff's angry. Jeff's one of the angry people. He's he's definitely one of the angry people. No, I'm just I just I, I I'm you know this game has so much potential to be a freaking universe, and they're and they're just going they're making these stupid things like cargo isn't cargo; it's a specialized container that you can't put in a in a cargo or containing vessel because it carries other specialized kind of cargo. It's like, what? It, it, it does seem to me to be a non-gameplay driven decision potentially designed to sell additional ships. That's how it strikes me. That's just personal opinion. Sean from New Boy writes in and says, wonderful show, everybody. Well done. I agree. Shiv should not have eaten the book. So true. <laughs> night vision should not <laughs> night vision should not in real life be effective at very long ranges, even in fighters. Also, what is meant by stealth in ED? Uh, and then finally, the overheating mechanic in Star Citizen is just a bad game mechanic. Thoroughly covered the last point. Stealth in ED. Uh, have we had a Nuggets on that one? I don't think we have. I should do a Nuggets on that one, even though that it's completely worthless now. But basically, stealth in, in ED, your sensors are ba- are passive sensors on your ship and when you 
engineer your own vessel to radiate less heat and less electromagnetic radiation, it's more difficult for the passive sensors on other ships to pick you up out of the background. So once uh, mechanically how that works is once your radiated emissions go below 20% on this little meter that's next to your radar in the ship, uh, the detection range of your ship for other vessels drops dramatically. And so once you go below 20%, you can get within about 500 meters of somebody. They can see you perfectly fine visually, but on their radar screen, they have a, they, instead of a discrete contact that they can lock on with weapons and sensors, they have this bouncy, jiggly dot that goes all over the place. And uh, so they can, they, if they turn their no, the nose of their ship, they'll be able to see you there and identify you, but they can't lock on with, uh, with guided weapons. So that's stealth. And uh, with night vision, of course, they, 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 the, the radar stuff is also the same, but it's no longer any. It's now trivial to pick you out, out of uh, pick you up out of the background visually because you're the green dot flying around. Uh, so they don't. They, it's not that they have to like you know expend any uh, clock cycles on their Mark One eyeball uh, to to find you. You good? You got that all out? That was almost a nugget. That was almost like a mini nuggets for nuggets right there. I don't have to do nuggets now, but I still might. Can the show title be Clock Cycles on Your Mark One Eyeball? Sure. Why not? <laughs> it's just a, a funny term to me. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, it, it's, I mean, it, you, if you're staring at the screen going, okay, I know he's out there somewhere and you got to look. And if you're not moving relative to that guy, you're relative to your opponent, you're just a, a, a background object and your running lights look like stars. Yeah. You know, so he's got to pick you up out, out of the background unless you have a bright white ship like an Imperial Clipper. You know, you, you, someone has to spend a little effort trying to pick you out of the background, but yeah. not anymore with the night vision. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Silent from Hunter says a piece of general feedback. Hamlet's first law of space combat. Some are born great. Some achieve greatness. Others have greatness locked onto them. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. Slow clap on that one. Yeah, that I was good. I want to spray paint that on the front of my ship. <laughs> yeah, some are born great. Some great. achieve greatness. Others have greatness locked onto them. <laughs> Video maker extraordinaire Ken from Chicago writes, Yesterday's hashtag around the verse seemed to be channeling Tony. Instead of glossing over the bad news at the end, it's discussed up front and there is a deep dive into why the bad news happened. It's like Tony, or Bobo, was typing the transcript to explain the problems. Way to go, CIG. Thumbs up emoji. So, yeah, I mean, that's good, I think, right? Did I miss the bad news somehow? I didn't watch ATV. And I didn't Ken watch Shadow's ATV not, either. And, and Ken uh, Shadow's was, not here to it, tell me what it was. Nothing to really go into. I mean, they, 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 oh, there was some good news. There was some bad news. Sandy asked about her female character, and it was like, okay, you know. So oh, just, I did see. I did see. I did see that in the the roadmap that the female character got bumped. Yeah. Uh, that was in the roadmap. I didn't think that. I mean, it's it's been so long since that thing was supposed to come out. I it didn't yeah. see. Yeah, the playable female character moved to 3.5, uh, along with Arc Corp Planet uh, and the couple of moons and Area 18 Landing Zone. All that stuff got bumped out of 3.4 and into 3.5. I mean, uh, if that's if that's if that's what you're referring to, uh, Ken from Chicago, and I think he can, uh, he's, if he's still in the chat, he can tell us if if that's what he's referring to. That's good. I mean, that's like that should be like minimum expectations. That's that's fantastic. So, but if they're doing that and the, no one's gotten their head bit off from them, I'd encourage them to do that some more. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll find that. Werchill says, thanks for bringing the rage, Jeff. Uh, that's probably in, in, in uh, reference to your Valkyrie 
uh, comments right there. Yeah. So bring that rage. Yeah, I think we all should bring that rage. That's stu- stupidity on a on a developer I'm- stick. It's it's refreshing to me that I don't have to bring the rage every week. I do appreciate you bringing the rage this this time, Jeff. I do. Hey, I, 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 I do what I can, you know. I, I, I appreciate uh, that. That's I, good. That's good. It's a, it's an old it's an old chivalrous uh, thing, you know. Way it goes back, you know, centuries and stuff. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You, you, relax, good sir. You have brought the rage last week. Today it is my turn to bring <laughs> the rage. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's cooperation. I, I see injustice. Uh, anyway. No. Um, New Patreon. Hey, Riding Death augmented their pledge. What do you know? But that, Thanks, that, man. No random winner. But, Tony, you have something to say. We've updated the Patreons. Uh, we've finished the first month. And uh, for the, if, you've, if you're contributing at the $1.25 per show level, uh, you're only five months away from your free shirt. I think I just figured out Shiv's joke. Like, did anybody not get it but me? Like, I did not get it, but I just I got it. it. Do you guys get it? No, no. I, I still don't get Paradox it. Paradox is making I, a game called Stellaris. He yeah. worked at his backside for a stellar ass. Stellaris. Oh my it's, god. Oh my god! I got it! I got it! And it wasn't bad. It just took a while. This is pretty funny. But it I even said the word Stellaris out loud. Stellar ass. Oh my god, how did none of us get that? I, I Dude, I googled Paradox... And I was like, oh, yeah, Stellaris. Well, what the hell? It's a Space I Empire game. I even said the word oh, out loud, yeah. and I didn't get it. That's it. I, I, oh, I think that's I our failing dumb. and not Shiv's failing. Cause that's no, 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 no. It's not our failing because, see, it's a space game, not a space sim. Space no, games I, are cool, Jeff. Space games are very cool. A couple weeks ago, he did the Egyptian uh, pharaoh thing, you know, pharaoh, and you guys, you know, I said the word out loud, and then that unlocked the key. This week that didn't happen. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I do think it's our fault this week. It, you know, that, that's stellar what, ass. What ass? Stellaris. Yeah, that's what? okay. I almost interrupted you guys reading feedback because when I got it, I was like, "Ooh, I got it!" I didn't want to interrupt everybody. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's uh, it, it, Shiv, Shiv's like Gollum, right? He's 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 doing the riddles in the in the Undermountain with uh, with Bilbo, right? You know, uh, you know <laughs> yeah. he's he's got yeah. That, that's how that's how he's, that's how he rolls with the. He's like, with the Tony won't rewrite my jokes. This my precious jokes. This <laughs> Tony exactly won't rewrite right. my jokes. I don't get them. I can't rewrite them. That's a brilliant strategy. It's no that wonder that the, the audio crew just hates us. No, it, they don't have to cut all this stuff. This is Radio Gold. What are you talking about? This is fantastic stuff. And this week's community question. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Three is 3.3.5 still on for mid-quarter four. And will Descent Underground make it out in time for Black Friday? Place your bets. And otherwise, how is the show? Are we releasing our dot dot patches on time, or do we need to drop the scorpions into the QA pit? Drop us an email, a tweet, or comment on our show post, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 237 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 238 on November 20th, 2018, so be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We want to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist and master webslinger, Ben Sanders, our elite contributor, Baxter, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey, Lennon, and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. 
Recorded on Friday, February 9th, and made available for download no. on what? No. You're way off there, February. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? You said February 9th. Oh, did I really? Yeah, this is great. Yeah, you really did. <laughs> Friday uh, also begins with F, and so does February. You know so what? Here, I'm How was Christmas, Jeff? How was it? Was I'm it good? Gonna, I'm going to do this here. I'm He's going to clean his broadcast Yeah, that's going to help. He doesn't know what month it is. You might have Alzheimer's. Cleaning your glasses isn't going to help. No, no, it's, it's the time dilation. He's wiping all the time dilation off of the yeah, video. He was reading oh, my God, ahead. I can actually yeah. see. <clears throat> he hasn't looked at his calendar in months, apparently. <laughs> Should have cleaned them a while ago. All right, all right. I'm the immortal. <laughs> I'm Henry. Wait. <laughs>